The way that aliens and non-humans are tr treated in any work of fiction, treated and framed in any work of fiction, um, always, uh, or most of the time, uh, comes off as telling to me. Telling about what the creators or the creative team uh, thinks about um, non-humans and maybe other humans who we would regard as maybe less than human, which that may sound ridiculous, but it really doesn't. Uh, this is MJ. I'm here to talk about Ultraman uh, Fight or Ultra Fight Galaxy uh, episode three. Uh, so this episode uh, features Ultraman Reboot, which I've seen his name uh, romanized at R-I-B-U-T. He looks very much like the original Ultraman. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether that's supposed to be a joke like Ultraman Reboot or like a pun or a play on words or what. But uh, he looks very cool. The only the, the biggest difference is that he's got a um, changing device type thing on his left forearm. Um, and I don't know what else it does, but um, he's got a galaxium beam and he's got the color timer on his chest. And his lines uh, are like embellished on the original Ultraman. It looks very cool. Um, so anyway, that's that's neat. And uh, I like that. I liked his action. I liked him fighting, and he's part of the, uh, I can't remember, it's like the Galaxy Defense Force or something like that, and he's like, he, he saves this alien creature from a big kaiju who's, uh, it, the alien is on a water world, and this kaiju is freezing, uh, like shooting out freeze rays, and uh, it looks like it's targeting this little alien, and Reboot saves it, and then says something like, no need to thank me, it's all part of my job as, you know, a Galaxy Defense Force guy, and uh, I thought that was cute. Very cute. Um, you know, meanwhile, Orb is being defeated by, uh, what is it? Dark Jeed and Dark X or something like that. Anyway, um, and then Reboot goes and he, he sees a message that, um, Orb's in trouble and he goes to help him. Then the episode ends on a cliffhanger there. But, um, the, the main thing I want to talk about is I like how, um, how nuanced the approach is. Now in, uh, in Ultrafight Galaxy specifically, and, uh, I guess it makes sense that it would be nuanced because, the Ultras are aliens too, right? Um, so clearly, if the Ultras are good, that means there have to be good aliens out there in the world. And of course, aliens, I just mean non-humans, because the Ultras, they're not aliens to themselves. You know, they are, uh, they're the default uh, life form in the galaxy, or at least that they know. Um, and I don't know, I just think it's really interesting how it's framed. Uh, and I, I enjoy the fact that, uh, I don't know if this kind of thought occurs to kids, as they're watching Ultraman, uh, but it certainly um, occurs to me. And the, I guess the joy or the, the exciting thing about science fiction to me, whether it's hard sci-fi or soft sci-fi, which I would consider Kamen Rider and most of Tokusatsu to be um, edging into sci-fi, unless it's like an outright fantasy series, um, but even fantasy can be allegorical, is that uh, you can look at these characters' lives, their adventures, and you can see... Uh, applications to your own world, uh, to your own life. And I mean, I guess you could really do that with all fiction. Um, I've actually been, uh, doing a little project of, uh, taking, uh, a look at, uh, verses in the Bible or like a chapter, um, and trying to distill a single lesson out of it. Not the lesson, but a lesson, uh, that speaks to me, you know, in the moment. And, um, you know, really you, you can do that sort of thing. You can divine or, uh, uh, excise. Well, anyway, there's a technical term for inter biblical interpretation, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, you can look at something and you can 
apply or, or pull parallels um, to your own life uh, from it. And I don't know why, but I think science fiction and fantasy are more open to that, probably because it's more outlandish and it's more ridiculous. Um, it's so much less like your world that it's easier to do that. And I just appreciate the fact that I don't even know if that's the intention of, of the people behind Ultraman. I heard about Super Rai being Catholic and um, there was maybe some Christ-like imagery in some of the Ultraman stuff I've seen, but it's not really blatant. Um, but anyway, I just... Uh, the action was good in this. I'm, I'm going to give one complaint, which is that it looks like Grigio and Zero, by extension, are not going to be part of the main seven that end up saving the day. But uh, uh, from Common Rider fandom, I'm used to, you know, women getting shafted a little bit. But, uh, you know, Grigio and Zero are seem like they're going to be excluded from being part of the big seven who end up saving the day at the end of this story. So I guess I'm OK with that. Um, it, it's just that she's not being, you know, sidelined alone. And that's a good thing. My color time is flashing, so it's uh, time for me to get out of here. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee. Going Ultra can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com GU. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe and ring that bell to keep up with me as I explore more Ultraman. By the way, my Ultraman uh, DVD set uh, for Season 1 should be coming soon, so... I don't know, maybe I'll uh, do a little video just showing that off, um, unboxing it or whatever, and then I will start intersplicing my coverage of that show with this show, I guess. Um, so that'll be pretty cool. Please look forward to that. Ciao.